so we're trying to get better at using our instant pot i think we were talking about this with like the other day you yeah. came over and um brought your sweet family to come swim at our apartment um, mm -hmm. and yeah we're we're trying to to use this thing that we spent money on. Do you have an Instant Pot? I don't know what it is. No? Okay. Is it like a pressure cooker? Yes. Got it. That's exactly what it is. Okay. I don't, we don't have one of those either, but I don't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just... It's a pressure cooker. Um, and it, it like... Which I don't know what that even is, actually. I don't know what that means. Um, like, I don't know. The, I can't explain the science behind <laughs> it. Um, and it's like a very, like, strangely complicated, like, piece of machinery, but it looks like a slow cooker. Got and it. And you, like, put shit in it. And you basically close it, and it like pressurizes inside, and like cooks it with heat <laughs> and pressure, and then it like slowly just releases the pressure on it, or you can like release it yourself. Anyway, it's sort of a scary machine whenever you first use it because it makes a lot of like loud noises and stuff. Oh. Um, but it it like really took off in popularity, I guess like last year it was like the thing to buy and there are all these yeah, yeah, like yeah. instant pot recipe books and like vlogs and all that shit it's supposedly um, like healthier because it's not like frying in oil or whatever but you can use that to cook something uh, yeah it's and it's just like sort of a novelty like there's always these blogs that are like did you know you could make a, a cheesecake in the <laughs> pressure cooker and it's like whoa you can do anything in this thing. <laughs> Um, so uh, yeah, I don't know if it's like any healthier than uh -huh. just like using a slow cooker, like just like putting something in the oven. I mean, who knows? Uh, but yeah, it's not like an air fryer, which is like um, obviously more yeah. unhealthy. Um, but it got me thinking. I mean, we actually made some decent like pork tenderloins in there last Sweet. week, which was so good. And we got them at Costco, and we didn't know that they were. It looks like just like one big log. And we were a like, log. oh, okay. Yeah. And then we opened it up and it was really like four logs. Yeah. So we made just like a shit ton of pork. Fuck yeah. Um, and it was amazing. So it got me thinking about like cooking as an adult and like <clears throat> cooking for a family and like your significant other and like what works and what doesn't. So I'm wondering if you, if you ever like cooked something and it turned out just like disastrous or like really <sighs> not at all what you were thinking or like... <sighs> I don't know. I definitely have. I'm trying to think of what, like, the most disastrous thing I've ever cooked has been. Um, You're actually the first thing good. You've made dinner for us. Yeah, yeah. You're actually I really love great. to cook. I'm a terrible baker. Whenever I've baked, it's fucked up because mm. I'm not a precision type person. I like to kind of just, like, flow with it. So I would say anything that has to do, that, that has, like, necessary precision, I've, yeah. I've, I've messed up on. So... Yeah. I did it recently and I made sure to do it right and it was much better, but, but in the past we've occasionally used this like gluten-free pasta that's like made from kale and spinach. Nice. It looks like green fusilli basically yeah. and it's not made from any kind of grains at all. And it's, and you have to do it right. You have to like put it in mildly boiling water uh -huh. at set time because like typically for pasta I'm like, okay, taste al dente. I don't yeah. know like how long oh, it takes. Sure. I have no, no idea. Um, but this is like six to eight minutes and then you have to rinse it and, and then you have to rinse it with more water after uh -huh. you strain it right and somehow the first time I did it I fucked up and I think the, the sauce I was using wasn't the right sauce to do it I don't know but I just fucked up and it was like grainy and it tasted like grass mm. and I was like oh no so I was worried about it and then yes. I did it again and I did it with pesto and it was much better so I was oh, like okay yeah. so like things yeah. we had like like quinoa we like soak it first and rinse it and I'm oh, like I don't want to have to do that <laughs> So, like, really just me being lazy yeah. and, like, not wanting to do the extra steps to do it right. But, like, yeah. it's stuff like that that I fucked up. Yeah. Or, like, when I, do, when I do risotto and, like, it's, you, you, mm. you have to be very, very fucking patient. It takes a while. You have to keep stirring, keep stirring, and add water a little bit at a time. Oh, or, okay. or broth, yeah. basically. Sure. Broth and wine. And so it absorbs it slowly, 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 and just plumps up. Yeah. And it's 
fantastic when you make it right. Right. But I've made it wrong a few times where it looks like it's absorbed up, but actually it's still crunchy as hell because, like, I rushed it and was like, yeah. oh, great, and, like, stirred a lot too much in too fast. So oh, I, yeah, I, I would say, yeah, that yeah. is what I can think of. You know, I, I'm the same way about, like, presi- like things that you're like, oh, you have to put an exact, like, a teaspoon mm-hmm. and a half of, like, baking soda in. And, like, no, I, I will just eyeball it. And it's so funny because Perry is the exact opposite. He <laughs> will, like, before we make mac and cheese, he will, like, read the, like, double check and, like, read the directions on the back of the box. Amazing. And, and like, measure out, like, two-thirds cup oh, of milk and, that. like, all that. And I'm like, no. But I love baking, which is a, like, precision. Yeah. I, but I... I don't know. I, I still just, like, throw in whatever the fuck I want. Cookies. I've been making a lot of bread recently. Yeah. I just, like, do and And it's okay, but it's better yeah. than me. <laughs> well, I, I prefer th- it being okay, I guess, than, like, doing the exact precise measure. Well, I, I love watching Bake Off on Netflix. It's the most wonderful oh show in the British world. British Bake Off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great British Bake Off. It's amazing. And, like, I could see myself, like, baking is... There's an exactitude to it, but there's also kind of an art and, like, a feel to yes. it. But I feel like with with baking as opposed to cooking, I mean, cooking, you have to know techniques. You have to know certain things. I don't know many techniques or whatever, but you can kind of throw things together and know what spices work, and you can kind yeah. of be, like, a, a, you know, a whatever level home cook yes. and, like, make decent dinner for your family. Right. I'm not, like, trying to, like, be like, you know, I'm not, like, a chopped champion or whatever. Yeah. But... Baking, I feel like, is a higher bar to get to being decent. Yeah. But I feel like it's the same thing where, like, I would love to be able to, like, have the patience to learn just the basic techniques and, like, yeah. how it goes together. Because then I think you can experiment if you know, like, this will add more moisture to it, well, so I should compensate this way. And, like, I don't know enough about that. Have you watched... So I started making bread recently because yeah. I was watching British Bake Off at work yeah. and I was getting so hungry. Yes. And then I started watching Masterclass. They're like... I saw it. I didn't like it. Okay, I was gonna say if you're looking for like the techniques, like that's yeah. where like they talk technique. I totally get that talking <laughs> technique, but I I don't find that as like as a viewer. I'm not like ooh, I'm gonna tune into masterclass. No. Like I want to watch the people who oh, are no. like, the contestants. No, I was like, oh shit, I need to. I was like, that bread looks fucking delicious. Oh, hell yes, I need I need Paul Hollywood to tell, oh. tell me how to make it. every episode of Bake Off. I will say out loud to myself. I don't eat the fuck out of that. Yes. Like, every single day, like, this is an ice so-and-so with candied, like, raisins and, like, orange. But I'm like, fuck yes. Absolutely. And I was like, <laughs> hell yeah. Yeah. I want that. I, I'm sure being a crew member on that show is, like, the best job in the world. Yeah. Because you just get to chow down on it all. Because, you know, Paul and uh, uh, Mary Berry just eat, like, a Prue. little slice. And, and, and then Prue. Prue right yeah. I'll just, like, eat a little slice, whatever mm-hmm. they make. And I'm sure, like, the crew gets to eat the rest of it. Oh, yeah. That's going to be amazing. Especially when it's, like, make 36 biscuits identical, yeah. you know. They, they, they have a half of one. Right, exactly. Um, oh, yeah. hell yeah. Oh, it's got to be so good. I think, so, going back to my original question, I think my most disastrous food experiment was, so, we just had some, like, chicken tenderloins just like some raw chicken mm-hmm. tenderloins and I was like oh I should probably marinate these and I looked up some like strange marinade <laughs> that had like milk and like some like oh, I, it no. had like a bunch of like really strange things in it and I was like oh that says it's good so I like let it marinate and put it in the oven and it started cooking and it smelled like burning plastic oh, or something no. like it was oh, just no. I had to open all the windows like get our fan going like throw it like out in the dumpster and we just went to Sonic and got like burgers yeah. or something but I was like oh no I was so embarrassed I felt mm-hmm. so bad and of course Perry was like super understanding but but I was like oh I just wanted to make a weird little marinade yeah. I've now learned my lesson you stick with like olive oil and, like balsamic vinegar yeah and, yeah uh, something under acidic <laughs> something. and yeah yeah um although like buttermilk is an 
normal thing to marinate in, but you don't yeah. tend not to do it for that long. Yeah, I know. I think that was probably my problem. It was like milk and whatever else I had like mixed in there must not have agreed. I it, it I don't know. I forget what it was, but I was like, this it made me want to no. throw up and it gave me a headache oh, no. and I've learned my lesson. Needless to say. Needless to say. <sighs> All right. Well, I mean, speaking of <laughs> disgusting food. Yeah. Welcome back, everybody, to, to the, the ethical butchers. butchers. How annoying is are we? <laughs> How annoying. Uh, to quote an earlier show, I hate us. <laughs> <laughs> Still true. This is an important thing. We'll get to the scene because there's an insane like opener that I was like, "Is this happening?" For like sixty seconds. Oh, sure. Sorry, <laughs> but would you? We're just jumping in because we, we'll go back and do the killing or whatever. But I have to ask now. Yeah. Would you eat the thing? What's it called? The Arm- ortolan. Ortolan. Would you eat that? No. You're at someone's house. It's prepared beautifully. You know it's prepared right. Flaming, roasted. Eat the whole fucking thing, beak and all. Would you eat it? I don't know. Okay, so my <laughs> first, I literally, I just said no. So like, my first thought is no. Um, because it just seems so gross, like eating a whole bird and like the ethics of it and all of that. But if it was prepared by Hannibal Lecter, I mean, I feel like you sort of have to. Yeah, I think it's I like would. It's like an experience. Yeah, you know, I, I would think just never I would. tell anyone. That I yeah, I'd do it once. <laughs> yeah. And I'd be like, okay, I did that. All right. Like, I would, but I would definitely do it. Like, I'm the kind of person who'll try fucking anything. It would, like, haunt me, though. I'd have nightmares of, like, little birds chasing me for, like, the rest of my life. I yeah. Think. It'll be like that scene in Airplane when he pulls the. Have you seen Airplane? Yeah. He pulls the eggs out of her mouth over and over again, and then he cracks one, and the bird just flies away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's, that is now what my dreams are made of. Okie dokie. So let's dive in. Season 2, episode 11, Kono Mono, which is one of my favorite. Just like, no. Kono Mono. Yes. Kono Mono. Do, 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 do. Kono Mono. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know why I went there. I was going to do some no, do, do, do's. I was trying to figure out what, do, do, um, is that Kono a song Mono. you're already no, riffing off of? No, that's like the Nickelodeon. Nick, 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 Nickelodeon. Yeah. Remember when like, we were kids? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember when I was a yeah. kid. <laughs> I remember when I was a kid. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Should I guess what Konobono is? Please do. Okay. Um, I don't even have to guess. I know. I know that Konobono is um, just like the extra dredge that's left behind after you saute um, a nice mahi-mahi on a skillet and then you pick it up and you get the dredge and you put some some white wine in there and you mix it all up and then you put that in a cup that's what you drink i love how your guesses have been like the most insane thing <laughs> like i'm not even gonna try and like think of something that someone actually eat i'm just gonna right. do the most insane because I, I think you're like am if I, wrong? I get it you are you know what actually i gotta Give it credit where credit is due. You are exactly wrong. Um, it's actually it's preserved vegetables, and it's supposed to signal the beginning of the end of the Kaiseki course. And I guess this episode does really signal the beginning of the end. You know, I think your research is incorrect because I was spot on. Let me tell you, I, I was cooking that tuna and I was drinking the dredge. <laughs> Okay, uh, interesting. Right on. Yeah, preserved so, so vegetables. vegetable that signals the end of like the beginning. Like pickled vegetables? Something like that. All I saw was preserved, and then all the photos. It's hard, because when you Google Konomono food, it's just pictures of Hannibal. Like, <laughs> right. like 
Google Images is just like the bird over and over again. And I'm like, this is not it's what not I want. It. Give me the actual food yeah. names. It's not really helpful. Huh. But, and I, you know, I did research for about 45 seconds. I was like, great, this oh, seems sure. right. Sure. <laughs> that's, and that's all that we deserve at this point. <laughs> um, Dees. All right. Well, I. Dees. Yeah. Like Dees nuts? Dees. No, Jack. I'm not an 11 year old boy. You're not. Anymore. You're not. You're not yeah. Um. So, oh, yeah, I don't you think you encountered we... that like person in the booth, and you were an eleven-year-old boy, and now you're in your mid-twenties as a woman. You know, just like big, you've now you were an eleven-year-old boy. Oh yes, correct. Yes, the that's fortune right. teller turned. I you haven't into been what you able to turn myself back, so this is the <laughs> life I'm living now. Oh, <laughs> what a life it is! Here we are. Here we recording are recording this goddamn podcast. <laughs> Once again, um, we're so close. Perry was like, oh, what are you guys, today when I was leaving, he's like, what are you guys going to do whenever this podcast is over? Like, you guys got to be pretty close to done. I was like, we have a whole other season. Yes. And there's like, some, like, there's so much left. Like, I was remembering, lot. like, oh, I was like, holy shit. There's a, there's yeah. a, there's a lot. And yeah. uh, obviously, whenever we're done with this, we'll just we'll start another podcast. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. Um, I don't think we had any housekeeping. No housekeeping. Some great Twitter action. I shared. I'm blanking yeah. on who it was, but I shared a beautiful uh, painting of uh, Bella and Jack. Yeah, check that this, was really um, beautiful. Our Twitter at Butcher's Pod to to get <clears> to get that, that premium content. <laughs> um, bah, 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 bah. yeah. So yeah, a little bit of um, Twitter heat. Um, thanks uh, for uh, interacting with us there. Yes. So roll it out. Yes, roll it out. Who you got? It was hard for me this week to think of because because like it was an amazing week and like nothing bad happened at all. Because it was a fantastic <laughs> week. It was an A plus week. week in America. <laughs> an A plus week in America. Living that dream, baby. Um. I was really quite like my brain was quite over overwhelmed with the Democratic debates this week. In I didn't particular. watch either of them. Yeah, yeah. Well, you've had a lot going on. Yes, uh, insane, insanity, um, and yeah, housewives and stuff. But more so, just like with twenty of them over two nights. I'm one of the people like I've done a lot of research. It's not going to necessarily like I know people I like. It's like a handful of them. Yeah, I know people I don't want to like. Yeah. So I, I was just like, uh, I just was exhausted thinking about the prospect. Exhausted is the exact <laughs> word. I was exhausted before, during, and after. Um, but but yeah. So but I watched every um, every freaking minute of it. Um, and I guess this week. So I, did you? I'm sure you've sort of like read Twitter, or like mm-hmm. read some like recaps or something like that. Did you hear about all the like technical difficulties they were having? No. So this happened both nights. So, of course, um, if you're um, familiar with the United States political, I don't know, like our Democratic debates, we have like 24 people running. 20 of them were in these debates. were split over two nights. Both nights had technical difficulties as they were changing moderators. So there were five moderators. That's so odd that they changed moderators. Yeah. It was, um, I thought it was strange, too. I I was like, maybe they all got tired. I have no idea. Um, but whenever they changed over to Chuck Todd and Rachel Maddow both nights, uh, like the first night they they left all of the first moderators mics on. No. And so the their audio was getting piped into the house. And so Chuck Todd was like trying to ask a very serious question about like gun control and like all and like talking about Parkland and all this other like dark stuff. 
and Elizabeth <laughs> <laughs> right it was like you could hear like Lester Holt and Samantha Guthrie like in the like, background oh like, god I need a fucking scotch <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I was like what are they saying because you could just hear like blah, 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 blah. Oh, that's amazing and like all of the people on stage were looking at them like I, I can't understand you and so they spent like a good like minute or two just being like uh, sound booth can we turn off their mics like on air and then finally Chuck Todd was like uh, just go to commercial like <laughs> Jesus and that happened something else Something very similar happened, like, the next night. When they switched moderators, there was more, like, technical difficulty. I feel like the house mic was on or something like that. (laughs) So I was like, all right, us being theater kids and, like, tech people, I was like, the freaking, like, sound dude in charge Mm -hmm. of these debates, like, needs to go. I was like, this is so silly, but, like, (laughs) I was like, that is so, that, that, like, level of incompetence is, uh, is unacceptable in my eyes. Um, yes. So you're you're going and maybe maybe not Hannibal's Rolex. You're going in my Rolex <laughs> this week. I was like, how how annoying! We're supposed to be professional, and of course, like Trump took it and ran with it, and he tweeted, and he was like, "Oh, technical difficulties are like embarrassing. Like how stupid." <laughs> God. So right. I mean, and of course, other than that, it was just like a circus. But I was like, what? This is supposed to be a very easy. Like you guys, the moderators have mics. Mm-hmm. The people on the stage have mics. Yeah. You're all TV people. Like, it's this not, is, like, daily right. stuff. This, this isn't, like, easy. yeah, super easy. All right, whatever. So, yeah, that's mine. It's, like, super, it's not even, like, that serious. But <laughs> Great. Mine is related to the Democratic debates, actually. Mm. Um, and it is, I don't know who the people are, but it's these people, including the people who, like, set up that, like, Joe Biden dummy account, um, who were basically, like, truthering Kamala Harris's, like, I don't know about this. racial cred. I have never Oh, you know about this? Oh, okay, so there were some, like, trolls. I don't know if they were people who were actually associated with the Trump campaign or obviously Trump, like, supporters who set up this fake um, Joe Biden in 2020 website that, like, kind of looks real, but it's totally bullshit. And it was oh. basically um, truthering, and some of the people on Twitter were doing this, too, basically saying that Kamala Harris isn't black enough to have any cred in what she was saying about busing or anything else, right. that she's not really oh, black and, like, just, like... Basically, like, you know, policing her racial identity and all that shit. That's which is Which is, like, nothing new, because the same thing went, went through Obama with the same thing in 08. Mixed people can't catch a break. As a, <laughs> as a, as a fellow mixed person. <laughs> yeah. Oh, can't catch a break. God, yes. Yeah, either you're too black, and then when you become a black person, people are like, you're not black. Like, you just right. can't. You can't be one of the other young Yeah, you either like claim you claim you either state that you are black and people are like, mm, yeah, well, you're not one hundred percent black. So yeah, like, right. Or you like don't, or you say you're you're mixed race, or you sort of claim another heritage, and they're like, well, I thought you said you were black. Like, yeah. it's, I don't know why I put on that voice. It's usually the <laughs> it's usually people like that who are commentating. Yeah. But yikes! I would say that's like generally who I'm the little next. Any people who like try and try and gatekeep certain identities like people of yeah. certain identity try and gate certain identities I mean these obviously were, were I'm assuming white people who were trolls but I know there are people of certain ethnic backgrounds who will like try and like gatekeep like you know, there's sure. problems with lesbian women basically saying like trans women aren't real lesbians I know there's a whole problem with like that sure. kind of erasure in that culture yeah. I know in Israel there's problems with like certain ethnic Jewish people Ashkenazi basically saying like ex- certain ethnicities aren't um, you know, are really Jewish or based like so. Like I know it's a, it's a problem across different to different groups of just like basically certain people saying no, yeah. you're not the real, you're not really this, or you're not fully this, yeah. or you're not gay enough. Like Pete Buttigieg, you're not gay enough, or 
He's you married know. to a man. How was yeah, he not like, gay right? enough? Yeah, yeah. But I think I've heard that. Some people are saying that. You know, it's just like... Yeah. So any people who, like, gatekeep, like, identities for the sake of whatever the hell, it's like, fuck that. Yeah, that is really... Because, I mean, as that person being told that you're not, you know, whatever enough, how traumatizing is that? Yeah. Like, how... I mean, you've probably... intact agonized over your own identity for long enough and been confronted with enough people and and problems that you've come to this conclusion of who you are and have people go like no no you're not really though <laughs> oh no. sorry yeah well, well that's like um i saw hannah gatsby last night and yeah. she's amazing for those who haven't seen her special on netflix nanette you really should see nanette it's amazing um, and that's what really kind of blew her up into at least the American consciousness, kind of general, sure. unbelievable special, un- just hilarious and moving and really powerful. So we saw her last night for her new special, Douglas, which is coming out. So I don't want to spoil much of it, but basically she is coming to grips and realizing of a certain diagnosis that she has. And she's the same thing. She's like, I tell people I have this. And they're like, not really. Yeah. And she's like, oh, oh, so, like, oh, right. sorry, I guess I was wrong. Like. <laughs> Yeah, right, exactly. And I know with your arthritis, you mentioned that before, people have sometimes been like, you don't really need a handy, like, you don't. Oh, sure, yeah, <laughs> they're like, oh, but you look, oh, you get around fine. I'm like, that's because I'm, like, <laughs> gritting my teeth, like, yeah. trying to get through every day. Yeah, I mean, between that and, I mean, obviously my racial identity has been contested my entire life um, and, and and continues to be. And so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's I I, I sympathize with with everyone out there. Whatever identity you have, if it's being uh, questioned or pushed back on, uh, I, I I feel you. Yeah. <laughs> Golly, I didn't know that. I'm gonna have to. Um, oh yeah, I'm yeah, it's crazy. Biden's been really. I mean, he obviously came out. He's like, it's like just like birtherism. It's bullshit. Obviously, he came out against that dummy site. But well, of course, but he's not doing himself any favors. It's no. not like he is a flawless candidate up to this point. Uh-huh. Like even the way that he interacted with Kamal on stage. Yeah. Um, He's he. Uh, someone, as someone said, he peaked before the debates. Like the debates did not help him any. Him and no, Bernie because both. it was the idea of Joe Biden everyone liked. Absolutely. And I, I think, and some people, my family still hold this, or at least hopefully are chipping away at it now. But still, like the idea that he is the only person who could possibly who could be, be Trump yeah. is total bullshit. That's false. I don't buy that premise. I think that's a premise out of fear. Yeah. And like trying to play it safe and not really learning any lesson that we learned about why we lost in 2012 well, in 2016. No. And not <laughs> to not to equate these two people, but I get I get the same feeling with this specific um, trait that Biden has that I had with Donald Trump. Donald Trump is um uh, the infamously wrong about a lot of things and also incapable of admitting whenever he's wrong. Mm-hmm. I feel like Biden is in that in a similar vein where he has been called out several times during the debate and before and after. Mm-hmm. And like with Kamala's comment about busing and like he could have just said, you know what, that was a that was a belief and that was legislation that I supported back then. Absolutely don't support it now. I'm so sorry that that, you know, it took so long to bus your county in California and all around the nation. Obviously, if that were to come up today, I would support it full, like wholeheartedly, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. But he was like, oh, no, like, I didn't vote for that. Like, he's so standing firm, this mm-hmm. like inability to admit and like waver and go, no, you know what? That was a choice I made. I was incorrect. So sorry. Wouldn't do oh, yeah. it again. Well, that's like the whole like, you know, don't be a cuck bullshit like the alt-right does. Like, <laughs> yeah. if you show any kind of remorse or right. introspection 
and like sports coaches all the time where they're like would you have done something differently now you know that that play you called was a fucking like, you know no I would have called the exact nope. same thing <laughs> right. really you can't admit like yeah that was probably the bad call no like, right <laughs> come on there's like there's a maturity in that and I was like I, I'm just not seeing it in Biden though it's absolutely frustrating my thing is like it, it shows so much lack of imagination like the idea no. was that if we had Biden, then white working class like people from Michigan would vote Democrat instead of for, for Trump, and that's the only way right. that we could possibly win. As opposed to like, what about people like in 08 who build an entirely brand new coalition and bring other mm-hmm. people out, and like you win based on those things. Right. Like. Right. It shows such lack of imagination. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Oh, we have such a long way. I was like, we have and it's like, June. We have like almost five hundred days until the it's election. So, so crazy. Early. I'm exhausted. It's already. awful. It's really awful. Oh, boy, oh boy. Let's run away. Let's go to where? Where is safe these days? Denmark. Okay, great. Let's go. <laughs> Let's just go hang out in Copenhagen <laughs> with mess. Yes, please. Yeah, just go hang out with Mess in a sauna in Copenhagen and drink coffee and, like, eat those weird, like, open-faced sandwiches they have. Delicious. What are they called? Um, I don't know. You've been to Copen. You've been to I Denmark. I have, yeah. Yes. You don't know everything about Denmark? Oh, no, I don't know are the specific Danish? name of a sandwich. You aren't really Danish, I'm are you? I'm not really Danish. I've never claimed to be Danish. Uh, <laughs> well, until then, we're here with you lovely people yes, doing we, this podcast, uh, so let's get into it. Let's have a birth. A birth of a stag person. Will as a Wendigo. What? Yeah, what? <laughs> that was uh, gross. Yeah, it was really crazy. That was gross. And then it cut straight from that to the classical music and the the, the birdie in the and bottle. The bird, it's, right. The sweet, the sweet little bird just being drowned in Armagnac. But it's, but to back up, it's Will being birthed yeah. out, of, <laughs> out of, wait, the Raven Stag or the Wendigo? I believe it's the Raven Stag. And then the Wendigo's like watching over oh, them. Oh, okay, great. Just a voyeur. It's really crazy because it happens so fast. Like it's like previously on Hannibal and then that just boom happens. Yeah. And then it jumps to the dinner scene. So I was like, did I just see that? Or was that a dream? Or what just happened? And I, we'll get into this, but I, I was like, okay, this is a metaphor for, like, Will being, like, birthed into, like, his his true becoming mm-hmm. of, like, being a killer and being, like, you know, all of this. Yeah. But, but we get through this episode and realize that, like, Will's sort Actually of playing, playing the long a game. game. Yeah, 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 in a way, he's, yeah. He's playing the long game with Hannibal, so I'm like, okay, is he really being birthed into his evil then? Yeah, it's interesting. I think Will's, you you can kind of see both sides of the equation, like, is this all a lie and all a ruse? He's not really, like, following right. in love with Hannibal, or is he, is he in a way while also playing this long game? It's such an interesting, yeah. studying, w- with what we learned in this episode, it makes looking back at what Will's done and the way he's communicated with Hannibal really interesting, because yeah. it's like, okay, I really kind of bought that he's into this right. and is it just unrequited love from Hannibal's side and right yeah. I, oh I I bought this wholeheartedly and at the yeah. end I was like oh, oh shit oh right <laughs> oh right oh oh damn I really wanted them to be true murder daddies yeah <laughs> even though I know what happens in the show I just wanted to pretend a new show happened I forgot I, <laughs> I keep forgetting every episode of, I'm, I feel like every episode I get duped by someone by <laughs> Hannibal by Jack by yeah. someone um, okay, right, and then we go straight into the the Ordlan, um, Hannibal's house. Hannibal and Will, gnawing on this nasty bird. Yeah, he's just like bringing it flaming, and he's like, "What do you got? Rare but debaucherous delicacy." Yes, basically, because it's this a tiny endangered bird that you have to drown. Drown alive. Alive. Well, duh, if you're well, drowning, sure. it's alive. Yeah. In in Armagnac, which is like a 
spirit mm-hmm. or some kind of fortified wine or something yeah. like that. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's cr- and they eat the whole fucking thing, oh. bones and all. Bones and all, baby. And and you just the they love the mouth shots. Oh like my gosh, the, just the tip, like the wow-y, mouth shot. Wowie, wowie, wowie! I literally wrote that. I was like, oh wow, wow, wow! I was like, <laughs> yeah, so the mm, slow insertion into both of their mouths. Yeah. Um, that's art, my friends. Yeah, and it's a slow chewing. I just love how he's like, the first time I had this, I was euphoric. <laughs> I bet you were. And at first, again, this time, I before he explained, like he was euphoric. Because of the like feelings of you know power over life and death, yeah. I first was like, is there something in the bird that like is like drugs like makes you euphoric? Oh. And then I was like, oh no, no it's, it's just, just hand. Sick mind. It's just hand holding <laughs> hand. But I was like, whoa, and like what? And like you eat this bird, and you're like, oh no. And I was I was telling you whenever we walked in that like I feel like characters in movies and TV shows. I've seen this at least twice, maybe three times, where it, this is like a key moment in their relationship when they sit down to eat ortolan. This like yeah. also this eating of the ortolan also happens in billions and I'm, I feel like I've seen it in like one other show, but maybe I'm just thinking about Hannibal when I first watched it. Um so I'm like, okay, this is like a weird this is like the most um like yeah, like debaucherous thing like a character can eat on a TV show because yeah. it's like sick and it's like a little tiny bird and your power over it and like blah 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 this is a whole commentary on like yeah what it is to to kill something and have power over the powerless i don't know it's a lot there's some crazy lines in this scene yeah like uh, blood and your breath are just fuel for your radiance oh huh that sounds like a, a line from some like um evanescence yes. song or something 100 <laughs> percent Oh my god, I love. What was their big song? Their first big song. I, second, I hear Mineral, another song. But you never, you're not never Nessence head. No, I don't know. no, no. I know they're. It's like. Ah, da, da. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not like that, but it is that. <laughs> um, shit, it's gonna bother me now. Like I mean, I'm gonna pull it up. We're gonna okay. have Nevin Essence this party. All right, in a you, you pull it up. I'll just keep talking. Um, yeah. So another like wild line was. Whenever Hannibal's describing that you have to typically wear a shroud or, like, a, a napkin over your face to hide from God. Yeah. Um, and he goes, I don't hide from God. Well, fuck that. <laughs> yeah, because that's how it is in Billions. They, like, put a napkin over their head so that they can't watch each other eat it. And Whoa. also, like, God can't watch them eat it. So that wasn't, like, a metaphor. Like, when you eat Ordelon, you actually you do actually that? You actually put a napkin over what your head. What the yeah. fuck? Yeah. <laughs> now I'm obsessed with this. <laughs> Yeah, because it's like supposed to be shameful and like and debaucherous yeah. and de- uh, and you. Yeah, that's so crazy. I know, man. Now I'm, I'm just gonna Google other shows where people have eaten Ortolan. Um, Do it. But yeah, I was like, of course he doesn't hide from God. There's there's a lot of like interesting like commentary on, um, on. Hannibal and his relationship with God in this. Oh yeah, as usual in this episode. The end of the song is like break out, right? Succession, billions and succession. Succession, wow, just like a bunch of like rich men. Yeah, rich men sitting around a fancy table. Put this napkin over your head. I'm gonna drown this fucking bird and I'm gonna eat it. It's dark. It's so crazy. Um, I have to go back. This is the thought I just had. Yeah. And this is a good t- t- tangent. Um, so he comes, he's birthed like as a Wendigo. If you, if you were to have like, be like part animal, like a centaur or like whatever, like what animal parts would you want? If you could have antlers, like what would be your thing? Ooh, good question, my friend. 
Um, man, I'd probably have like big rabbit ears or something. Whoa! <laughs> what? <laughs> I think that'd be dope. You could hear anything, I and mean, you could put like a little bow on it, or oh hell you yeah, could, like I don't know, just and they're always so soft. I'm sure that'd be nice. so nice. I mean, wings. I feel like is the first thing I could think of. Oh sure. Gills yeah. would be pretty dope. Gills would be dope. And I was like, could I have like leopard legs and just like well, run? Yeah. Like Mr. Tumnus and have like like goat legs. <laughs> this is a crazy thought. I've had this thought before and now I'm just remembering this insane thought. This is, again, how demented I am. Have you ever been driving in your car and feel like you're a centaur? Oh my God. I've had the thought before. Like I'm a where I'm like, No, where I'm like driving my car and I like, I turn the car and I feel like like I'm like, like I am like like this upper body and the rest of it is like my lower like I am like this thing um, as if I'm like a centaur or like I'm this like like the, the car is my like lower part of my body. You know what I I can say that I've probably never <laughs> never thought that, but I'm not gonna judge you and I can <laughs> see so how much. that would be something you would think and be appealing. <laughs> that is not even I can see how that could be something that you would think. <laughs> Like I can see how my your your mind you is that insane. You have a very active imagination, so no. But now I bet you I will. Now, yeah, now that you've just like it. it's fun. You're driving, you're going to work, you're in the parking garage, and you're just like, oh. like I, I usually black out in the car. Have I ever told you what? that? What? Usually just like Wait, what? <laughs> I usually if there's like no one else in the I'm car with very me, worried. I just like. Have you ever like driven to work and you park and you're like, I don't how do remember I driving here? here. Oh yeah, that's usually how I drive. Yeah, well, because like those things are so automatized. If it's the same route, you're just mm-hmm. like going and you're walking. I had that. I had that all the time when I was a kid walking home from school. Mm-hmm. I, I grew up in New York City and I walked home from school. It's like 15 blocks up Broadway, and I would walk and I'd listen to my iPad or whatever, like because before like smartphones, so I wasn't staring at my phone. I was just kind of walking, and then I'd be like, oh, I'm like. Oh, I just home. walked the past four blocks and didn't even realize oh. what was happening. Like, I just, like, moved. Yeah. Even, yeah. Exactly. So, totally. I get that totally. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Okay. So, they're fueling their radiance. They're getting euphoric. Yeah. All those close-ups. Oh, it's sexy. Sexy. And I love how Hannibal waits for Will to do it first. Everything? Everything. And then Will does it. And he chews it. I can't remember what Will's expression was. So, he, like, was he just, like, mm. I think he was, yeah, he was just like, his eyes sort of rolled back in his head, and like, oh, yeah. Oh. That's when that's when Hannibal's like, he my gave, first he, experience was euphoric. Gave, it's like vinegar strokes, being like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And then it cuts to a flaming person in the parking lot. Just zooming down <laughs> the parking garage. Um, and crash lands in Freddie Lounge's parking spot. I didn't notice that. I noticed oh, that yeah. they were like, dental records show that it's Freddy. Oh, no, that was like after the credits. This is like whenever it's rolling yeah. down the hill and the guy and like the parking attendant comes running after oh. with a fire extinguisher and it like stops right in Freddy Alonso's parking spot. Whoa. Yeah. I missed that. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then roll credits. Roll, of course. Roll wine face. Um, <laughs> it's incendiary journalism. Incendiary. Yeah. Freddy won't rise from the ashes, but her killer will. This, this, was, this was something sacred. This, yeah. this this burning an effigy it wasn't an effigy it was, a, yeah, uh, it was an, a, an offering yeah it was a well it was like a, a birth again a birthing of like oh this mm-hmm. the killer is like rising from the uh, I mean whatever so of course and and I, I watched this and I was like okay I'm a little skeptical but like they it was too easy that this was like clearly Freddie right yeah. so they were like oh her dental records perfect teeth it's clearly yeah. Freddie Lowndes okay yep um she was slashed there's like a 
Like the the muscle was missing, yeah. all of that shit. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Interesting. Yeah, this was a sacred act, right? Exactly. Because Hannibal and Will were there, Jack was there, um, Zeller and Keller were there. Price Zeller and Keller. <laughs> you know, I can never remember Zeller their and names. Kelso from <laughs> Kelso from Saved by the Bell. <laughs> no, but the best seventy show. Yeah, not, yeah. yeah. Fuck, I'm gonna be amazing if Kelso <laughs> like as a quitch was just like like quitch. <laughs> Now I want Whoa, that. Oh, get in here. And then it's just like, oh my goodness, like I can't do a good Wilderfall drama. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. So it's like, oh, okay, Freddy's dead. This is an offer. Or this oh, is a shit. sacred. It's like, okay, great. Okay, great. <laughs> it's like, I don't, I didn't believe it. I didn't really believe it. No, no. Um, and then it's like, oh shit, Margo is prego? Yeah, she's my... with Hannibal and doing therapy. Yeah, right. And Will, Will's Will there. Is there. <laughs> I know. I thought it was just then when she like turns, I was like, "Oh shit, what are you doing here?" Yes, Margot is pregnant um, because she's trying to produce another heir, a male heir. I'm assuming. Yeah, she used Will for his seed. Yeah, and Will is like surprised. Which, which is like Will, which is then Will raw dogged her, which makes me think later like they get this whole thing Jesus. and there's not like. Hold on a second. Like, wait. She's like, nah, man. Like, that, yeah. like, whoa. Yeah. I, that's a Just choice. Just really, like, <laughs> dogging it. Yeah, Will Graham. He, he's been through a lot. He's been through a lot, and I just um, want to feel you fully. Like I want to know what I want to know all of what. Like how was it? Just him in it and didn't even think about it. Was she like, I gotta sell you on not using a condom? Hmm. Was 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 like, I'm so was she like, don't worry, I can pull out. And she's like, no, and like, I'm just like, <laughs> no, I want to know. I just, I'm just like, I'm like. Now thinking about it, I'm like, what? Oh, no. What does this mean? <laughs> How about you like, write that? poke holes in his condoms? You write. That would be. You the write tr- that. I, okay, great. I will. And we'll, yeah. And you can workshop that scene during <laughs> our special episode between season two and season three. Um, um, I won't take part. Um, but Fanables, if there's any theories on like that, how that went down, please yeah, let us know. Right. It was just a very old condom that. That would be, broke. yeah. She like swept it out with like expired ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yes, okay, so, yeah, she's freaking seduced Will, um, and lied to him, and, um, yeah, but he's, like, but then we, like, later on get in this conversation about fatherhood, so, like, he's also seemingly, like, kind of into kind it, kind of into being a dad, but he's, like, what do you expect from me, and she's, like, fucking nothing, or whatever you want to get. yeah, she's, like, nothing, but whatever, yeah. yeah, I'm not opposed to a male influence, she says, as long as it's not Mason's, cut to Mason and kids, yeah, she's, like, she's he's like, not good with children, <laughs> yeah, exactly, cut to the worst scenario possible, um, yeah, he's, and he, like, stops this kid, Mason stops this kid in the stables, and this kid's in a foster. I don't. Under, I didn't quite understand what the relationship was here. Like what yeah, was occurring. It, we learn later. It seems that, correct me if I'm wrong, Fanables or Melina. It seems that he like funds a camp or like funds this foster uh, care. Like so, they're like being shown around through this like program. But he like right. is obviously doing horrible things to these children. I was reading. I glanced to look for Konomono on Fanable Wiki, on the fandom Wiki page, and I thought it's something I know from the books or something else. Where it's like. He pays off these welfare workers to like hush hush the fucked up things just to these kids. Like Jesus. Yeah. This episode I feel like is the most disturbing of all the episodes. I was telling you about this, like, is it weird that 
we've seen fucking th- murder, like people's heads ripped off and skin, and then there's the the guts, like, all this shit we've seen so far in this episode. And yet, what goes down in this episode is the most disturbing and fucking upsetting. It is. No, I I agree with you. I I went under, especially yeah later in the episode. I was like, wow, Whoa, this is this is now we. Guys, taking it a bit too far. Too, okay? Yeah, right. You can eat people and string people up like angels with their back skin. To fu- okay, that's fine. Yeah, Brian, are you okay? But like, oh, this is no. dark. Um, yeah, so he's... Okay, so he's... Okay, that makes a little more sense. So he stops this foster kid. Yeah, his name is Franklin. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, and he's basically like, your your mother lost her job and... Mom and Shirley. Yeah, and yeah, Mom and Shirley and My, Kitty Cat. <laughs> What the fuck? You uh, can't stay with her anymore. And he starts to cry. And then he's like, mm. Mm, yes. So, and you like think he's going to take out like a tissue because he's like, oh, no, don't cry. And then he like. They're there. Tiny like, piece of paper. Yeah, takes his little tears from him. And then he so. later he's just like sucking down that martini. And he's just like, oh. There's no way that you can taste no, someone's. Can't. Okay. <laughs> he has the bad discerning of a palate. You, never, you obviously have never tasted tears. Oh, a tear martini? Uh, you know, you know, just like Ortolan, you know, it's debaucherous, but there's nothing, <sighs> nothing, nothing, just nothing like that really, just guys, there's nothing like a little sadness in your cocktail to really lighten yes. it up and add yes. some depth at the same so time. I'm just crying my own tears while drinking. That works too. Um, but I never thought about drinking the tears of others. Well, you got to get on board. Right. You work with undergrad. You work with students. You oh gotta, my gosh! Yeah. And they come in here crying. No about shortage their of tears. You gotta be like, hold on, hold on. Let me let me yeah. go a little bit. Oh, <laughs> you're here. How <laughs> <laughs> fucking I would be. I would, I would be. love this because then I would love like the news story later. Yes, yeah, so the, the student newspaper would be like, yeah, a local administrator oh. <laughs> siphons the tears of undergraduates. <laughs> And they're like, is that a crime? I maybe not like, really. It's emotional abuse, I guess. Though that, that that's the crime, but like taking the tear itself isn't really it's correct. Not, what? Yeah. <laughs> it's not fireable. Where's that in my yeah, fucking staff handbook? Right. It's uh, not in. I don't see it. It's not in it. And if it ain't, it will in it, be now. If it ain't in it, then it's allowed. <laughs> um. All right. Where the fuck am I? Oh, I love this line. <laughs> He's clearly not good with children. I love whenever he leaves, he goes, here, have a chocolate. It's the fucking chocolate. <laughs> That's like when he first said, you should have taken the chocolate, Margaret. Like, what's with him and chocolate? What is it? Do you think it's a brand? I want to know what his brand I want It's like a little piece of chocolate. I wonder if it's like Dove. It's the like, pink champagne with uh, chocolates. Oh, 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 you know it is. <laughs> hey, I have a chocolate. Yeah. So he's got them in his pocket. So I'm, I'm like, does he have a bunch in his pocket? I'm just, I have questions about Mason and the chocolate. And the chocolate, I, I agree. And there's something more in the books, something that we like, we didn't learn that like that explains that, or just like a weird character choice. Because it's never like he's eating the chocolate. You no. know, it's not like he's like, I could see if that was like a character choice. He's like always eating candy or something yeah. like that. No. Hmm. And then they cuss to Will all sweaty Betty. Sweaty Betty having bad dreams again. Just sweaty Betty. And then it's Alana. Is ugh, Alana in this episode? I'm just exhausted thinking about it. <laughs> Are you what? Just because she's like always like, <sighs> what's going on? Yeah, she's always like, <laughs> like tears in her eyes. Like, <sighs> did you? Oh, I don't know what to think. So yeah, she shows up at Will's house and she's basically like very skeptical as Did to... Did you kill her? What's up? Yeah, and of course Will's like, what do you think? Yeah. And then I love this. He goes, no one believed me about Hannibal. So why do you expect anyone would believe you about me? <sighs> That's the crazy thing. Like, 
we learn, you know, like, from what the reveal is at the end of the episode, okay, so why is Will playing... I guess because he doesn't know how to trust her yet. He doesn't know how... I guess this is what it has to be. He doesn't know how in with Hannibal she is, so he can't show his hands yet to her. Yeah. Because he can't have her going over to Hannibal and be like, wait a second, Will actually isn't a bad person, or he isn't a murderer. He has to kind of front... Like, he's got something to hide. For a while. So that Hannibal doesn't get the wiser, basically. Until then later, it's confirmed that she's now skeptical of Hannibal, which is why Jack lets her in. Right now, he's like, I don't know where you are, but Hannibal right now, you're bedfellows. Yeah, and I'm curious if, when Jack lets her in, of course we can talk about it, but um, if it was... If it was more that she was finally skeptical of Hannibal, or that it seemed like she was going to, like take matters into her own because she was like clearly upset with Jack's mm-hmm. answers to whatever he was giving her yeah and it seemed like she was just like hell bent on like figuring something out you know I feel yeah. like he was afraid she was gonna like run off and do something like crazy all it reminds me of now that we're talking about it is when um for our for for my wife for for Blythe's birthday I think it was my junior year through her a surprise party yeah. but I was trying to keep the secret all of her friends got all of us involved but then, but then, like, the week leading up to it, she was like, why is no one available to hang out on my brain? Like, what's going on? And I was like, oh, no, no. So, like, I ended up telling her, but I was like, you have to be act surprised. Because she was like, what is happening? Like, and I was like, okay, fine, okay, fine. Like, I just like, okay, fine. Don't freak out, but I have to let you know what's happening. I wasn't going to yet. Right, yeah, but. exactly. Right, so that's, that is basically the, yeah, Freddie Lounge is a surprise party. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that, that was the sense that I got, was he was like, all right, shit, she's like, she is not going to believe me, but yeah. she is. She's either going to, she's either not trusting Hannibal, which is good, yes. but also is like, I'm going to blow the whistle on Will. What's going on? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I think that that's why Will is playing the game of like, I did kill her kind of, I'm hinting at it. Because at first I was like, what are you doing, Will? Why are you trying to incriminate yourself? Right. You know? Right. And then he gives her his gun. Takes nine millimeter rounds, buy a box, find a range. Yeah. Okay. Protect yourself. Okay, right. I was like, all right. It, it, you know that she's very skeptical of you, Will. Like, yeah. she is, uh, all right. Um, okay, should we do, maybe we talk about the next scene and then we... Yeah, yeah, right. let's. So it's just Hannibal, again, talking to Mason in therapy. Quote yeah, Mason therapy. goes to therapy and yeah. he's like, I'm going to lie down. He like takes his fucking jacket off and he's like, lies <laughs> down. And Hannibal looks so fucking bored with him. He's like, ugh. Yeah, he's annoyed. Uh, yeah, he's oh, he's very annoyed when he's, he's like, so "Please sit." Annoyed. Yeah, please sit. And then eventually he's like, "Come over here." I'm like, what? Jesus, sit in front of me. And then he looks over the jacket that's like splayed, and he's like, Ugh. "Yeah, I know." I I couldn't tell if he was looking at the jacket or at the pillow, thinking like maybe he left like a hair behind or something Ooh, like that. Ooh, interesting. Like, I thought it was the jacket. Or he's like, Ugh, so messy. So like, messy. Oh, you just like stroll your jacket down. Like, yeah. He's like, he's so neat that he's like. Oh, that you could have hung that up if you were going to take your jacket off. <laughs> now it's just like laying on this. Ugh. Um, it's like the shoes, like at your apartment. Like, yeah. you're just going to put them anywhere? I guess. Um, I guess we're living okay. with no rules anymore. Because, <laughs> yeah, we live in a freaking zoo. We have <laughs> shoes everywhere. Um, so, oh, shit, I'm sorry. Um, so, yeah, basically, this conversation, Mason is talking about how he bribed his past therapist 
Something like that. But he also doesn't he also talk about this is what he talks about like the camp he went to. Papa paid for the whole thing. And then he's like yeah. something went wrong and like he hurt somebody, it seems like. <sighs> so they have to pay people off. There was a lot of just like Mason talking about like the tweak shit that he's done in his yeah. past in this episode. It's yeah. like I get it, you you are a not bad person, but you they were are. like two to three whole scenes with him just being like and then I uh, freaking twisted the nipple of my dog and it was like I get it you're a bad person yeah you are I get it you're a sociopath we all get it <laughs> I don't know why twisting a dog's nipple is like I, I wasn't gonna say anything <laughs> <laughs> but um but then this is again like you mentioning how like even though I know all the moves I still am surprised by things because I've forgotten yeah but also like I'm I still am like surprised when folks like plan ahead and have ulterior motives like so when he's like unless biology provides another like right. you're the only heir unless Margot has a kid he's hint hint, hint. my first thought wasn't like oh fuck Hannibal's doing this to try and cause some shit with Margot right. no I was like Hannibal you idiot why would you say that <laughs> and then later I was like of course he had he knew what he was doing when he said yes, that right but for a moment I was like why would you say that yes. no no Margot that's been me this whole season <laughs> like no Hannibal watch out like no you're gonna be yeah. You're gonna why get are you incriminating yourself? Oh, <laughs> oh, there's a reason. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes, I I had that same feeling, and I've had it for this whole season. I felt like a dummy. We get to the end of every episode, and I go, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, let's jump into segments. 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 All right, so we got our eat the crude. Let's do our theme, and we okay. can dive it in. Eat, eat the crude. crude. Eat the crude. Eat the crude, eat the crude, eat the crude. Eat the crude. Oh, oh. Did you just do that? Um, you had your arms crossed. Yeah, I did. It, it was just a little hit, oh, a little oh. hip thrust hip in thrust. my chair. That was here. nice. So what we have here are sour satellite wafers, Garrett's, and this Garrett's satellite wafers. So what these basically are is they're like communion wafer pouches covered some of them have little candy beads in them they look and the like little other UFOs one, yeah and the other one has little candy like uh, sour sugar basically I'm, so, I'm going on the record and saying these are going to be good these are going to be really? I think they're yeah. going to be disgusting because of the wafer part of it so these are like Neko wafers like kind of like just like paper basically mm-hmm. and inside are little inside are little candies mm-hmm. and I got this at World Market. I was like what the fuck is this it's from Belgium I love that this is the description it's amazing Garrett's satellite wafers have been in America since the 1950s. This nostalgically has, no, sorry, this nostalgic candy has enjoyed a great reputation, par- particularly in the Northeast, where people love these candies so much they will do anything to get their hands on them. They will do anything. anything. Kill a man? <laughs> for, for my fucking paperweight? These satellite wafers, with their unique combination of candy beads in an edible shell, have often been a topic of conversation since the consumers discovered you can eat the whole thing. Just like the birds, <laughs> okay. eat the whole thing. I guess. People that out. grew up with our satellite wafers just love them. I hope you will too. Signed, Garrett. Wow. Thanks, Gary. So I'm just thought I was like, what the fuck? Like, it's like just like paper. It looks like yeah. paper. Here's the candy bead one. We'll do that first. Okay. Yours is pink and mine and orange, mine's I white and it. yellow. White and blue. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's like eating a piece of paper. It's like a communion wafer. Which I didn't grow up with because I'm Presbyterian. We used to have like, pieces of bread. Yeah, communion wafer with the inside have little candy beads in it. Once the paper like melts and you eat candy beads, it's fine. It's not bad. I want another. Wow. 
But the first bite, it's flavorless wafer. Yeah, it's just nothing but, it feels like you're biting on styrofoam or something. Yeah, it's, re yeah, yes, it does. It's like styrofoam, yeah. It's the craziest thing. I'm I'm doing this sour, this one was like sour, sour candy inside of it. Okay. Oh, the first bite's so awful. It is, yeah. It's, hmm. Okay, so this one's like, okay, you're eating paper, eating paper, mm -hmm. and then it's like, you know what this feels like? It... Did you ever eat pixie sticks? Yeah. And you exactly. ate the whole fucking thing? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that, exactly. that's, what we, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. If you just put the whole, if you didn't even tear the, no, the no. stick open, you just put you the just whole like, stick in your mouth. You just chew on the pixie stick and that's just chew what, on it. That's actually, that's precisely what it tastes like. <laughs> I guess you could theoretically just bust this wafer part open if Which you Which I guess people did and they're like, wait a second, you can eat the whole thing. If you didn't feel like eating. <laughs> it rips like a fucking, and then, oh, this is like, looks like cocaine on the inside. Oh, it's like hell these yeah. white little crystals. Like where's where's Aaron where's uh Walter White when I need him? It is very sour. Okay. There's a little bit of a bready sweetness at the very end of the wafer, but ninety five percent these are tasteless wafers and it's like eating paper. I wanna see what these beads look like. Oh. They're colorful? They're like different colors, yeah. That's fun. Okay. The beads are like little bitty nerds, basically. Oh yeah. yeah. Which is kind to them or mean to nerds. Honestly, I don't hate these, and then because they're so light and the finish is good, I could eat more of them, and I have been. <laughs> these are so weird. They're so I weird. just love that it said they'll do anything to get their hands on them. Fuck yeah, they will. Just like a what would you do for for a satellite wafer? <laughs> would you would you impregnate someone unwillingly? <laughs> Jesus. You should have taken the chocolate. Here, have a wafer. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. I, I like can't stop eating these. I don't like them. I don't like them, but um, I don't know what it is. I, you know what? Now, it's, now I will do anything to get my. Now, now I will. <laughs> Honestly, I will say this: it's paper. It is tasteless styrofoam, but yeah. I do enjoy the the sensation of something melting in your mouth. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Take that however you want to take that. Um, I Se do sexually. enjoy. Yeah, one hundred percent. I still remember the first time I ever had cotton candy. Mm. And like the fair or the, the, the or ball time. game. Yeah. Wow. I always remember the first time, baby. Like, what's the song? Uh, first time? I don't know. <laughs> there is, there's like a million songs about the first yeah. time. Um, feels like the first time. Feel, thank you. Feels yeah. like the very first time. Um, like, we're, we're, like I had it. My dad was like, just let it sit in your mouth. And I put it in my mouth and just like melted away. And I was like, what? Whoa. This exists in yeah. the world? Like Magic. So like, that's kind of fun. Wow. This has been... But um, I saw those and I was like, what the fuck is this? Sour satellite wafers. And then I was like, it's just like the the, the Ortolan. Eat the whole thing. Paper and all. The pe the I'm sour one is very these. much like eating a whole pixie stick. It I feel is. like that, that's exactly what it's like. I, I, I would agree with you. <laughs> and it's surprisingly very sour on the inside. It's good. It's good. And we're drinking a sour beer right now. So it kind of all, the, the tart Berliner Weiss with the... We're a couple sour bitches. Look at us. A couple sour bitches. <laughs> That's going to be a t-shirt. I would love a t-shirt just like our faces. It's like a couple sour bitches. <laughs> okay. All right. Enough's enough with that. We ate the crude. 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 Okay. Wow. All right. Here we go. I, I'm, I'm really proud of these. <clears throat> This first one's inspired by a song that my daughter is singing all the time now. Oh. 
Psycho Mason had a farm, E-I-E-I-O, with red scrubs and three-piece suits, E-I-E-I-O, with a collar pin here and a fur coat there, here a bit of paper to wash kids' tears up, Psycho Mason had a farm, was he wearing? Beautiful. Yes, my, 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 my daughter is like, E-I-O, E-I-O, and she loves that song, but every time we're like, and on that farm, and by the way, fuck the patriarchy, I say, and on that farm, she had a... Because Old McDonald can be a female. A trophy for you. Fuck yeah. I should win. I, I, I feel too proud of myself for changing <laughs> to she sometimes to like balance things out. On that farm, she had on every time. She's like, sheep. And I'm like, we've already said sheep. Already Let's think of another animal. Something else on this farm, please. Um, that's really cute. Uh, I don't have... There... There's, there's one costume that's going to be the closing song. I don't want to spend it on a little bury the lead, but it okay. is Crazo. Okay. Should we not talk about it or should Should or... we start with it or do you think I know do you do you think you know what I'm talking about? The one costume that I'm like I have so many takes on this. Mm, is it the red scrubs? No, it's the orange fucking shirt that Hannibal's wearing. Okay, I'm obsessed with that outfit. <laughs> it's horrible. No, I love it. What are you talking about? I love it. What are it. you even talking about? What are you talking it's about? It's horrible. Yes, I'm going to start with it because it it's... Please, I would love to hear a defense of this shit. I love what he wears. They're, they're bonkers. The, like the one earlier with the blue and the it's amazing. Okay. This one, though, is I, like horrible. My actual notes say, yas, okay? <laughs> Okay, because I love it so much. Okay, it's a brown... Uh, it's just gorgeous. Okay. okay. It's a brown suit with blue and white, like, checks, yes. right? Um, and then this burnt orange shirt. That's the crime right there. And then a blue and orange paisley tie with the same colored sort of pocket square yeah. with it. This is, he's wearing it during one of his therapy sessions. And then he's wearing it again with his Lana he, right, with exactly. his fucking jacket with off, jacket the whole off. shirt sleeves. It's awful. I am obsessed with it. I think it's a little retro. I like the orange with the brown with the touch of blue. Oh, I like think 70s, like burnt umber? Like yes, color. Okay. yes. He's, he's serving me a lot of 70s in this episode. There's another, his brown and blue um, ensemble is also like chef's kiss, like Mamma Mia perfect in my eyes. So he, really Hannibal did no wrong in either of these outfits. And um, I want to hear your thoughts on I this. I think you've lost your mind. I think wow. I think you've... I, I think this orange... Okay, let's take things... But, 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 it's really the orange shirt that makes the whole thing go down. The blue and orange paisley tie, that with a light blue shirt would look great. The, sure. The, 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 the reddish pl- brown plaid suit, great. This orange shirt, it's not like a light orange, like it's a pale touch of orange. It is a fucking tangerine... Like, it's a box of cuties. It's it's the color of a box. Yes, it is. It's the color of, like, a box of cuties. It is fucking orange. It's so crazy that I have to think that, like, his dry cleaning was late one day, and he's like, I gotta wear this orange. But, like, everything else, Matt, it's just... I mean, I love it for the sake that, like, it's Hannibal and, like, his costumes are bunkers, so I love that. But, like, as a look, I think it's horrible. I don't think shirts should be that color. I don't think shirts should be red or orange. Shirt should be cool colors. Oh, look at that fucking thing. I pulled up an image. I'll tweet this out. And with the brown pants, he looks... It... ah. It is more orange than I remember, but it's I still really think, orange. I still think um, I mean, he up the looks brightness amazing. on this thing because, uh, like, no, <laughs> it is so orange. It is. Pull it your is little amazing. screensaver like hider thing. Look I at this. Know. It's 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 astounding, um, and I stand by it and I support oh. it and everything it wants to do and everything it wants to be. 
I don't I don't even know which end is up. I couldn't crack it. I was flummoxed. I was I feel like flabbergasted. Worn, I feel like he's worn this before. There's no way. Okay, I'm gonna search my notes I, for burnt please, orange. Please, please do, because I could be wrong. But like that shirt, I feel like has never made an appearance before. I feel like the oh, tie has. Jack wore a burnt orange. Yeah, and we shirt called him out on in it. Episode three, and we were like, "What's he wearing?" <laughs> we were like, "What's what's he wearing?" What's he wearing? Um, wait, but Hannibal? No, he did burnt orange tie, huge knot. No, he wore another burnt orange shirt. Really? In, in episode six, I'll have to figure out what that is. We gotta, we gotta um, get a picture of that. All right, for the moment, let's move on. Dot org. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, right. I just, I, I couldn't, so, I couldn't crack it. My. First outfit note is Hannibal's light gray suit with light blue, light blue shirt. This is the Ortolan? This is the Ortolan scene. I thought I was like tannish, but I can't figure out colors. Oh, I wrote... There were some color mysteries for yeah, me this episode. I wrote grayish. Grayish. That's perfectly exactly correct. It could have been gray. It could have been tan. It could have right. been... It was grayish. Yeah. I think grayish is a great word, and I'm Thank glad you. you introduced it to me. Yeah, you're welcome. I did not invent it. I think it's an actual word. But, great. Um, yeah, you're welcome. Great. Um... <laughs> And Will I, looks great too with Will the kind of charcoal fine. jacket, yeah. and he has the second button opened. Ooh, I noticed that right. Sensual. So you're wearing a button-up shirt with no tie, obviously the very top button. Although nowadays, so many men are doing a shirt button all the way up with no tie, and yes. I'm so conflicted on how I feel about I it. I dig it. I can dig it. I've tried to pull it off, and it doesn't work for me. Oh no, I'm sure you can. I'm too broad. I feel like it, like the shirts I do it with. Aren't like with a jacket and tie like some guys do it. Okay. It's like like, like like a casual like Oxford button up, sure. with like, you know, but like very casual cotton shirt. Right, right. And I feel like skinnier guys can pull that off, but me, mm. I don't know. When I'm, whenever I do it, it feels like I'm trying. Maybe yeah. because I'm not wearing it with confidence. Yeah, that's that's it. I think you can okay. pull off anything. Well, I appreciate that, Melina. It's of very course. sweet of you. But 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 he had the second button undone, so he was showing a bit more chest. Hot, 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 hot. hot. Um, well, that was a sexy scene. Why why not? Why why? Hell yeah. Um, okay, then my next notes are in the Will Hanny Margot scene. Yes. Yes, okay, so this is Hanny who's wearing just like a dark, I couldn't, I couldn't clock the color, just like a dark three-piece But suit. the vest is a contrasting color. Yeah, This was like Mad Men. Interesting. There was that one guy in Mad Men, like Ducky or whatever, no, not Ducky, but you know what I mean? Like, there was like, his name was like <laughs> Duck or something, wasn't his name that? Oh, yeah. It wasn't Ducky, it wasn't John Cryer, but, but it was, might as well have been. Do you know what I'm talking about? He was born in like season two. I know what was his name. It was like duck, duck. or something. Yes, it was like duck. It was like goose or duck. It or was it was goose. Yeah. Birdie. <laughs> I think it was duck. He wore suits, and the the, the vest was a different fabric. What the fuck was that guy's name? That's really you gonna, gonna you fire up that Google machine. <laughs> I don't even know how to look that up. Duck, duck madman. Mad Let's just see what goes when you Google duck madman or madman duck. Oh, what's Duck? Fuck yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't mean right. like a big Mad Men head, but I remember that. You're right. I'm trying to and he wears like contrasting, and I kind of like that yeah. look. And Hannibal for the first time ever. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah. He wore it was like sort of a silk esque like, it was like a lighter. brown vest. Yeah. Exactly. And it, but I but I kind of like that look. The contrasting it like seemed, a suit. The contrasting. I remember vest. thinking it, it looked nice, but it seemed strangely formal for the occasion. Yeah. For them just sitting around chatting in this, like, not exactly a, a, a therapy meeting slash therapy meeting. Yeah. We didn't see what Margaret was wearing. All we saw was her necklace. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. I didn't really... She was just wearing something dark. Dark, and we didn't see anything above her, like, collarbones and above yeah. her necklace, and that was Which all. Which is a shame, because she's usually in some, like, really amazing... Yes. 
coats and whatnot. Speaking of coats, Mason looks like Colonel Sanders' white suit. <laughs> In when the stables? No, when oh, he's yeah. lying. Oh, sorry, I skipped ahead. Yeah, no, when he's fine. lying down with Hannibal, skipping ahead, he has like a white three-piece white suit. White, So, like, three-piece. plantation owner. Yeah, like, it's like white shirt, red tie. Yes, exactly. It's exactly plantation owner. And then he has the, early with Franklin, he makes the kid cry. He's like a pinstripe suit. Yes. Always with the fucking collar bar. Always, always, always with the collar bar. And he has the horrible, the white collar with the dark shirt. That was like a thing for a while. I had one of those uh, shirts when I was oh, in high school. Oh, it's no. like a blue button, yes. like blue dress shirt, but with the collar is white. It's very good fellas. Yes, it's very, um, I don't know, seemingly high society, like sort yeah. of businessman look or something. Well, it, it came about because, because back in the day, like turn of the century, turn of the 20th century, your collar was not attached. Not you attached, didn't, yeah, right. A collar was a separate thing. So you could have a shirt that was like blue button, blue stripes, and yeah. then you would attach your collar, so it would be a white collar. Yeah. Hmm. But so yeah, he had that going on, which like today I feel looks Oof. a little pretentious. It's bad. It's not good. Um, and yeah, I was wearing the the coat with the big collar, like fur something yeah. or other. Ugh. Honestly, his hair was like what Hannah Gadsby's hair was last night, just oh, like really? all different directions. Tossled and like yeah. <laughs> um, which apologies to Hannah Gadsby because you're not like she's, she's no. not a murderous psychopath. No. Um, Alana, when she shows up at Will's house, is just in, like, a teal padded, like, coat. Yeah, yeah, a lot of outerwear. I'm I'm looking forward to winter being over. It's never over. It's never over. In Hannibal, it is winter 365, baby. (laughs) Yes. It is never warm. I cannot wait for Italy. Spoilers. I can't wait. I can't fucking Finally get a good linen shirt in there. Please. Bring it. And then Will's got that sweater on again. Looks beautiful. Yes, oh, the gray one. Yeah, the like gray, gray one with up. the button up. Mm-hmm. It looks great. It does. He he wears it in a, in a few scenes and uh, looks amazing as yeah. usual. He usually sticks to those like nice neutrals. It looks great. I didn't clock what Hanny was wearing during that dad talk scene. Um, let me see. Your handful of will button up. We're talking about fatherhood. Uh, Hanny was wearing the brown and blue ensemble. Okay. Yeah, minus the... He wasn't wearing the coat. There's some moments when I don't write down what Hannibal's wearing. Because, like, okay, it's a suit. And t- sometimes, like, yeah, with the, with the orange really shirt, I'm like, I had to pause, and I was like, okay. Okay. Yeah. So, later on, whenever Mason... Oh, he's talking to Margot in the stables. Yeah. He approaches her when he find, after he finds out that she's yeah. spoiler pregnant. Um, he's wearing that crazy yeah. jacket. Yeah, tan brown, like... Jacket, coat, suede-esque maybe and thing. And it's got this high collar on and all these buckles and, and like, Goodad, doodads, doohickeys. Doohickeys and who's he, what's it's all around. I was like, this looks like a straight jacket. It's got all these, like, different clips and buckles and whatnot. And he's just all wrapped up in it. And, oh, it was, it scared me a little bit. Yeah. Um, baby, baby, baby. Oh, the orange. The, the orange. orange. Jesus Christ. I love this outfit. I do. Wait, do you like not ironically love it? Like really though? I do actually. I Holy enjoyed it. Holy shit. Perry, don't be, don't take note of this. Don't, don't, don't wear another an orange shirt. I need another one. I need an orange waiver. Mm. Um, this paper, it's so, the first bite. The first bite is not good. No. Um. The first bite is the deepest <laughs> paper it is. Um, and then Mason again with the three gray three piece suit. With the gray three piece suit. Um, that was when he's with Hannibal. Mm-hmm. Oh, Alana, when she's at Hannibal's place. Oh. When he smells the gunpowder on her. Oh. Oh. Do you want to say what she's? No, go what, for it. I have takes though. She's wearing 
a very Freddy esque, yeah, like green leopard print blouse, yeah, button up blouse, long sleeve, sort of silk esque. Um, she's she's all green this episode. Yeah, she's green on green later at the end with Jack. Oh she's yeah, green on green on green. We've seen that whole out before. We've seen the green on green before with her. Yes. All I I could not think about his fucking eye her fucking eyeshadow. I didn't Holy see her shit. This scene, I swear to God, this scene, she's sitting with Hannibal close up, she has like blue eyeshadow on, and I was flummoxed. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, what? And Blythe tried to, uh, like, upon, she was like, well, she's she's going to meet him, she's trying to doll herself up kind of thing, and I was like, I, I love guess. that. She's an apologist. She's trying to, like, defend him, like, you know, we're, like, not against a lot of household, but I, you know, I was just like, what? It was, it was, I, I don't, it, it was I don't a know choice. if you pull it up. I swear to God, it wasn't the shadow. She had eyeshadow on. If we can find that scene, you can pull up Amazon right now while I'm talking. I swear to God. Like, I, I was flummoxed. Listeners, please bat me up on this. I'm trying I've, to I'm, Maybe like I had those before, but she always wearing kind of makeup. But in this scene, she had, it was super close it's in her drastic. face, and she had some eyeshadow on. And I noticed she had a different necklace. Ooh, what It necklace? wasn't a star, but I couldn't read what it was. But it was like a little, like... Locket esque like a uh, circle or something. It wasn't the starfish, oh. which is interesting. Weird. I think because she's like I don't know who to trust. I don't know what ended up, and so she's. In other news, look at this promo picture I found. What? It's a Hannibal in. Like, Will Jack and Alana in the dunking tank. In the dunking tank, and Hannibal just like standing there like he's their uh, keeper. That's amazing. Um. Okay. All right. So let me see. If I yeah. So there's this. that. I with, with the with the horrible horrible orange shirt it wasn't about the suit but then he's sitting there on the couch with his like his sleeves out and I was like Jesus Christ it's a lot it's very orange but I support <sighs> it um, do you want to talk about Alana's outfit later on when she's talking to Jack sure first I'm talking about red scrubs ooh yeah talk about red scrubs what the fuck was that those have to be special ordered I'm but sure I was getting both because of the color and also mostly because of the content mm-hmm. I was getting some serious Handmaid's Tale vibes oh big time yeah good point yes. serious Handmaid's Tale vibes yes <laughs> yeah, and it wasn't. I was like, "Oh, Mason's in all red scrubs, like strange." What? But the whole team, everyone and, was. The whole team was in all red scrubs. And I was thinking, like, who are these? I mean, we can get in the scene later, more past the costumes, but that, like that scene was so fucked up, and I have so many questions. Yeah. Um, but those red scrubs were crazy. Can you imagine if that was like the standard of like you know regular medical practice? Like instead of white scrubs and white coats, or like blue, like most like, like blue, light scrub, blue, light yeah. blue, or something. It was all all like, red, like a deep red, red coat, crimson. Your doctor was in a that red coat. When he walked in the- Although I guess like you might not think of anything of it because because it would be kind of normal. I At guess, that point, possibly. sure, yeah. And it probably makes more sense in case you get a little blood on it, like you can't see it, you know. No, but that, that's the problem. I think I think to know you have blood on it, so you can have that, oh. then clean it and wash it so, so sanitized. Okay. You shouldn't see the blood. That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to not know you have blood on you. Correct. And you potentially contaminate Yeah, from like others. a bloodborne pathogen standpoint. Wow. And this is why I didn't become a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Nor did I. No. But I have to take an annual bloodborne pathogens online training every year. Because okay. I work in a med center. Yeah. And I just click right through it. Yeah. Boop, 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 boop. It's really easy. It's like the most obvious. Don't touch these because things. Wear gloves. you don't like, you know, suture people. Nope. Yeah. So I don't. I like, don't encounter blood at all. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah, I would. If, if you do, it's probably a bad day at your work. Yeah, it's a day. Um, okay. Let's Jack, talk about Freddy. Yeah, let's talk about. I was going to say, Jack is just like Dark Dark. I, I wrote not you, Jack, cares. Jack, Jack. Um, Freddy. What color is it? I could not. 
place what the color is. Her top, okay, so she's wearing a top and a jacket. The top is just like a dark, it's like a black and gray sort of, it looks like a, maybe a zebra print. It has a sort of a stripey aspect to it. And her jacket was like a metallic. It was like a metallic, like yeah. black and like black gold and or gold, something. Black and gold, yeah, black and gold kind of. Oh, um, gloves on. Gloves on, black gloves, baby. She doesn't yeah. want to take anyone's life force. Freddie Clowns is back. <laughs> so excited. Freddie is back and is in. What, what was your, what, what was your jingle you had about Freddie's house? You I had a song. I remember. I was like, Freddie's back in town. Da, 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 da. <laughs> I went back and listened to it. We gotta listen to it because we gotta have your. Every time Freddie appears on screen, we'll just play a recording. Of me yes. Singing that. Yeah, we should. <laughs> um, I think that's it. I yeah, that's it. Um, I didn't note what Mason was wearing later. It was like outdoor wear, his jacket. Yeah. Um, all right. Go ahead. <clears throat> all right. Orange shirt sleeves. Hannies were her slug. Orange shirt sleeves. Alana's losing sleep. But she's made up her mind. Yeah, she's wearing eyeshadow. And she's gonna lose the starfish. Well, Papa, uh, don't, Papa preach. don't preach. Interesting, because with the, the yeah, dad vibes. Yeah. And a lot of literally, I'm going to keep my baby, except she didn't, because she didn't have a choice there. Sure, yeah. But yeah, that's oh. why I was like, Papa, don't preach. Okay. Papa, don't preach. I, I didn't remember, I don't know who sang the first version of that. All I can think of is the, like, whatever, like, Kelly Osbourne cover. Yeah. Remember that? You remember, remember that? Remember the Kelly Osbourne tried to do, like, a music career for a hot second? Yes. I oh, loved that show. Did you watch that show? I okay. loved this Me show. Me too. <laughs> wow, what a strange time we gave that family the a show. Osbournes, yeah. And I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. Still kicking. I know. Um, so now it's Freddie's funeral. Who are these people? Uh, Family? Well, I was thinking, she is basically ostracized as a journalist, so are these people just like fellow journalists just making sure she's dead or something? I don't know. Just making sure she... I, <laughs> Maybe it's extended family. Okay, yeah. Where's the curly-headed fuck, curly-headed lounge family? I want to see. I want to see them. I want to see it. Show Ginger. them to me. Show them. Bring them. <laughs> but yeah, who are these people? I have no clue. Just like past colleagues, I, my guess is. And, uh, and Will's standing there, and Alana strolls up, right? Or yeah. Alana's standing there, and Will Alana strolls up. Um, Will strolls up. One of them strolls up. And she's it. like, well, what are you doing here? And he goes, it's common. Oh, he's like talking. He's trying to give her the the idea that he's looking for the killer. But he says, it's yes. common for a killer to revisit their victims after death. Yes. But but there's like this moment where you're like. What are you doing? The audience is led to believe, right, that he's the killer. And right. And that's the moment when I was like, what are you what are you talking about? Yes. Shut up. Yeah. Because um, I was like, yeah, of course you are. And she sort of looks at him like, you are the killer, so... Are you profiling me, Dr. Bloom? You won't like me when I'm profiled. People call it like Dr. Bloom a fair amount in this episode. Like, it's like the, like, mm. if I'm pissed at you, I'm going to call you Dr. Bloom. Dr. Whoever, right. Um, yeah, but she's like, you're not really looking at the crowd here, buddy. Like, what are you actually doing here? She seems, like, legit scared of him in this moment. Now it's drinks at Hannibal's office, then it cuts to Dad Talk. Welcome back to Dad Talk. Just two dads. Welcome back to Dad Talk with Hannibal and Will. Just two dads feeling bad about <laughs> about being dads. <laughs> yeah, I was talking about fatherhood and Abigail. Sorry, I'm sleeping these goddamn wafers. I know. Um, I'm addicted, and now I truly now you I, will do, I will any... do anything. <laughs> I will murder. You get them at World Market. You'll be you'll be wow. able to yeah. 
I love old Mark. Okay. Um, so, and Will's talking about how he still dreams about Abigail, and he starts to cry. He does? Yes. Wow, I missed that. Yeah, he talks about, oh, I, I still dream about Abigail, and um, and he starts to, like, tear up. Yeah. Sorry, I'm, like, gumming and licking. Yeah, fucking eat that thing or don't. <laughs> no, but no, but I want to know how it's going to dissolve. I'm, gonna, I'm doing an experiment over here. Don't worry about it. I don't want to um, watch you do it, though. Here's what I know about this scene. Will... Hannibal talks, they talk about Hannibal killing Abigail and, like, the way Hannibal's, like, kind of apologizing for it. Yeah. It's as if he, like, ran out and, like, forgot to get shampoo. Oh, you know, I'm sorry. All right. All right. I'll go out a little bit later and get some more. Like, it's as if, like, it's like a, they're a couple and, like, it's the kind of everyday things that people kind of go, like, oh, I'm sorry about that. And I wish I had to do that. Or, like, you know, I'm sorry I have to work late. Like, I know I should help you out tonight. Like, just, like, that kind of a thing. Like, he's, like... But talking about this in such a way where right. it's like, I didn't have a choice. I'm, I'm sorry, though. You know, I wish I... And it's like, this. you're talking about killing somebody. Yeah. And is this the first... Is this the first introduction of the, like, teacup metaphor? Yeah, I think so. I think so. So Hannibal is talking... Well, you know, Will's lamenting about how Abigail's not in his life anymore. Mm-hmm. And, and Hannibal's saying, well, like, in, a, in another world, like, if, if, like, time could be reversed, there might be a space for Abigail in your life. And he talks about a teacup which is like a running metaphor for the rest of the series pretty much and he says occasionally i drop a teacup on the floor on purpose and i'm not satisfied when it doesn't gather itself up again yeah how many teacups does this bitch drop i want to yeah. i want a scene of that i want to see like hannibal is cooking up his human and he's just like crash like <laughs> yeah is he like mass purchasing just like little porcelain teacups and then and it just... gets down all fours with this like like Dustbuster and like sleeper yeah, and like, swift, oh, swifts it up. Not today. Didn't gather itself like, up today. <laughs> um, yeah, so I was like, oh, okay, this is a teacup. We'll, we'll like hear about this teacup like over and over again. Over and over and over and over again. Um, wait, right? Oh, I, I think we skipped. Oh, yeah, Freddy's funeral. Yeah. Oh, okay, sorry. I'm, and then we this cut to Freddy's about, body yeah. is exhumed. Well, this is though when we learn about Misha. We, we hear oh, yeah, his, his charge, his sister, Misha. And he's like, did you kill her? He's like, I had to do what I had to do, kind of a thing. Like, he hints that she's dead, even though if we don't know that that or not. Yes. He hints, well, uh, Will makes the assumption that Hannibal killed her. Yeah. And I forget what his response is to that, because Will says something like, why did you kill her? What does Hannibal say? Yeah, he says, like, I had another choice. I can't, yeah, I can't remember. I think that was about Abby, not about Misha. Misha died, though. He said she was my charge. Was? Yeah, but um, Will said, Will asked, why did you kill her? Yeah. And Hannibal seemed, it says something to, like, confirm that he did, but I can't, it wasn't, he didn't say something yeah, about right. because then she died, and then there was a pause, and then Will said, why did you kill her? And part of me goes, is he talking about Misha still, or is he now changing uh, it back oh, to that's Abigail? that's right, because then he said something about Abigail as if, like, maybe that's Why did you have to kill Abigail? I see, I see. Okay. Yeah, that was a confusing conversation about a lot of different, again, just the, 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 the intricacies of fatherhood and, uh. I, regret, I guess. I still just can't get over the sorry. Just like, sorry. Sorry. I'm sorry, sorry I killed her. Like, yeah. Like, it's like this thing that's, it's like, the sorry is like, it's just so, it does. Was this the, um, was it this conversation or the next one? I think it was the next one. Never mind. I'll skip it. Okay. Uh, okay, great. And then it goes so, Hindu-ass Freddy. Yeah, Freddy's body is Boom. exhumed in the funeral and, like, positioned like Shiva with other people's arms attached yeah. to her. 
um, the God of creation and destruction. And destruction. He beats she beats Jesus by forty eight hours. Yeah, one night in the ground beats Jesus by forty. What? <laughs> um, and then yeah, and then I think it's like Zeller who says I, I can't remember the name. Zeller who says I don't I didn't think Freddie Lowndes would make it to heaven, much less get deified. Yeah. Right. <laughs> And this is when Alana is like, j'accuse. She's like, yeah. they have this Ooh. insane talk. I'm like, Jack is like, y'all want to fill me in? Because she's standing there, like, kind of space. Like, he's, there's a moment when she's doing this, like, maybe his benefactor. Maybe this person's getting taste for it. And Will's yeah. like, they're just both speaking in euphemisms at each other. Yeah. Accusing, accusing Will. And then Jack's just kind of, like, standing there. And there's a few lines of Jack's like, kind of, like, looking off to the middle distance. And I was like, what's going on? Is Jack, like, is Jack, like, I know what's happening. I know that Will didn't kill Hetty, so I'm just going to sit here. Yeah. Or is he like, what's going on? I just there's a moment when he's yeah. kind of spacing out, and I'm just like, that's like, y'all want to fill me in on what's up? <laughs> no, you're right. This was a strange conversation because yeah, they're talking about they're talking about benefactors and and creators or something like that. Yeah. And uh, and yeah, I know. I thought I was like, I was like, Jack, this is like sort of a significant conversation. Like, hello, like, yeah, where, snap too, where buddy. are you? <laughs> um, and yeah, he took a few more hits of Bella's deep body high. <laughs> I guess her yeah. vape. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and he's like, blah, blah, blah. Um, right, and, and Alana's basically like, I was like, wait, how are you? I guess she's a psychiatrist because I was like, I guess she is. <laughs> I was like, I, I like forget what her job is. You know, like never see her doing her job. She's mm-hmm. always just like walking around or like fucking somebody or like. We're occasionally I don't know. interviewing people. Occasionally, right, children or something whenever they yeah, need her. The like social worker, but right. yeah. Um, but yeah, this is a mo- this was a moment when she was like doing her will thing where she's like this wasn't the creator this was the benefactor like dee, 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 this dee, is dee, courtship yeah yeah this is courtship again i was like this sounds like very will-esque like how are you coming to these conclusions um bit bit but now okay. it's um she's at the stables margo yes mason approaches her i love his big smile with his slaughterhouses He's like, Papa would take me out of school and we go visit slaughterhouses. Uh-huh. And you know, he has this big, stupid fucking smile. He's so the, like, cartoonish villain. Yeah. And then um, I was like, at first I was like, is he suggesting that the two of them have a baby together? Well, right, because he says, he says. <laughs> Let's make a baby? No, what? He says, I have viable sperm. Yes. I was like, wait. Wait. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> wait, ew. Um... Yeah, that was weird. That was when he was in his straight jacket, right? And I was, I was mostly just yes, very... Yes, yes, yeah, he was um, in his jacket. I was I was really distracted by that. Yeah, I was just like, what? And he's like, yeah, I got a viable sperm. Like, I should have a kid, shouldn't I? And she's like, you know, let's. I'm just trying to survive this generation, bitch. Like, I'm just trying to get through the and day. that's when he, like, grabs her by the Yes, by the, the, the braid. Thing, yeah. Yeah. He's like, I swear you have a glow to you. I don't know what it is. It's cold outside, but you got your cheeks are so rosy. He's doing all the like you look pregnant stuff, yeah. which by the way, I don't know if that is that a thing. Like it wasn't like it wasn't like maybe because like I I knew Blythe was pregnant, but even before she she told me she was pregnant, it wasn't like I was like there's a glow about her. Something's yeah. changed. Ooh, something her skin, her I, hair. I, I don't. I, I think that's bullshit. But I know like. You know, women's pe- or people who become pregnant, their hair. Oh, like, their hair, tons of does hair. Vary. Oh yeah, you like, have so much hair. So much oh yeah, and all of that. So but, maybe I'm just a dumb dumb and like didn't notice no. it. But like we were trying to have a kid, so I was thinking about it. But oh, I wasn't sure. like, wait Ooh, a second, her skin seems rosier. Markedly different. Yeah. Hmm. There's, there's a new scent in the air. Like if I'm like, oh, wouldn't it be so creepy if, if, if even before? Do you think that even before she told Hannibal, like I think I'm pregnant? 
she was like, he like walked in, he's like, she's pregnant. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> he could smell like stomach cancer of like that old A mile away. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, of course. He could smell encephalism. Yeah, he's like, she's he pregnant. smell The baby. bitch is pregnant. The baby is rank. Well, like, you wouldn't even say baby. Like, you smell like a zygote. She's like just peed on the stick. It's like well, the size of sure. half an edamame. Well, all right. Well, we're being technical. Thank you, <laughs> gynecologist. That's me. That's you. Um, and then right. we had the jacket, like, I, I don't pray. He was like, God prays to me. He didn't say that, but he might as well have. Yeah, okay, so this this whole scene, I actually pulled up the script for this scene, because I was like... It's wild. This, their conversation here is bananas. Because Hanny's kind of hinting that she's alive, that Abigail's alive. Hanny kind of hints there, like, spoilers, if you haven't seen the show, like, pause it right now and skip the next ten seconds later. Abigail is alive. Um, we know this. We, But, you know, that's why I gave that pause if you haven't watched the show. But he's kind of hinting at it. He's like, what if she could come back? Or, like, he's throwing out some lines that's like, wait a second, I know th- something. Yeah. Um, you want to do the script? You want to do, do a reading? Yeah, let's do a reading. Great. Who do you want to be? It's a pretty short scene, What do you want to be? Um, I'll be Will if you want to be, sure. be Hannibal. So Great. it sort of starts here. Okay. Every creative act has its destructive consequences. I can't I do that accent. I gotta figure it out. Okay. Every creative act has its destructive consequences. Consequence. What you did to me, what you did to Abigail, was, was that a creative act or destructive consequence? The Hindu god Shiva is simultaneous, destroyer and creator. Who you were yesterday is laid waste to give rise to who you are today. Rise and rise again and again until the lambs have become lions. Does he really say that in the no, show? I don't think he I does. don't think he did. Yes. How much reality has had to be slaughtered? How many lies have had to be sanctified? How many consciences devastated? As many as were necessary. You sacrificed Abigail. You cared about her as much as I did. Now in the show he goes, maybe more. Maybe, yeah. He says maybe more. Yeah. Maybe more. But then, how much has God sacrificed? God, do you pray to? I don't pray. I have not been bothered by any considerations of deity other than to recognize how my own modest actions pale beside those of God. I prayed I would see Abigail again. Your prayer did not go entirely unanswered. You saw part of her. Her hand, motherfucker. Like, right so here. No, dark no, no, her, her ear. ear. The hand. That's Miriam. Her <laughs> ear. Should the universe contract. contract should time reverse and teacups come together, a place would be made for Abigail in your world. See, this is when I'm like, he's hinting at it, that she's actually alive. Uh-huh, okay. Uh, what place is that? You've lost a child, Will. Seems you're likely to, to gain one. Wendigo. <laughs> God is beyond measure and wanton malice and matchless in his irony. There we go. Beautiful. <laughs> and scene. And scene. Thank you, thank you. Um, and then he had like fucking Shiva Wendigo, like all the I know arms. the music, I know, right? But and in the script it says it appears behind Hannibal, but Hannibal seems to see it in the actual. It's beside them in the actual show. Yeah, no, I know, yeah. but yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like in, in in the show, it is between them, and they both see it. Yeah. Wild. Yeah, it's wild. Like I love the idea. He's like, I don't pray to God. I don't care about God's judgment, but like I recognize that God exists, and I'm like, dude, you got it. You're crushing with your church collapses and all that. Like, yeah, I'm pale in comparison to all your... Sh- all powerful. Yeah. Just me and my Ortolan down here. That's me. 
don't need to shield shield my face. <laughs> um, the next scene is is Mason and Hanny, which I like. Honestly, skipped that scene. I just wrote Mason is cray. He's, yeah, he's talking cray. about stabbing the pigs. Yeah, exactly. To like see how much fat. I they were doing some like show pig analogy that I didn't really yeah. get. Show pigs are meant to be trusting and nice, and they're not like regular pig. I kind of kind of missed what that. Again, I was except like, that he's like, I know she's pregnant, and I'm gonna yeah. do something. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of skipped past it too. Um, and then we 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 had the eyeshadow scene. Um, they're sitting like face to face, cheating out, of course, because they have to look at the audience. But like, they're sitting like face to face, like really close, and he smells the gun. It's very flirtatious, and he's like, "Have you been? Have you been uh, firing, a, firing gun. a gun recently?" Yeah, and she's talking about how she's paranoid and how and Hannibal remarks early on that whenever they're together, they're never quite free of, like, will in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, like, not actually figuratively. Um, and, yeah, smells of gunpowder, and, and, and she's like, I told you I'm paranoid. Like, I got a fucking gun. Like, I'm yeah. scared. Um, and so they, and she goes, yeah, I told you I'm paranoid. And then they kiss, and Hannibal, while they're kissing, Hannibal, like, opens his eyes and is, like, looking out into the middle distance. Yeah, the kiss was weird. <laughs> kiss was He's weird. like, something's up now. Yeah. She's got a gun. She's she's starting right. to smell a rat. Uh oh. Mm-hmm. Starting to smell a muskrat three. Muskrat three. Which is the car <laughs> that Margo so has. What? Um, yeah. So she's like skipping town, I guess, or something. Yeah. She's like, I gotta get the fuck out of Dodge. Yeah. Basically. So she she loads up in her muskrat three. And then slam her BMW gets fucking slammed by Carlo. Carlo. Fucking Carlo. Yes, and then she like wakes up in a... In oh, a, this is so disturbing. In a hospital room, quote unquote, with Mason like hovering over her in red scrubs. Hi. He's like, this motherfucker's tear fetish. Again, he gets the shit. Yes. It's so fucked up. She's it's paralyzed really or something. Yeah, and he's like, we're going to take out... What the reports will say is that something with your lady parts aren't just working. So we're going to take them all out. I was like, fuck. Jesus. Holy shit. I had forgotten about that entirely until Me she was too. on the gurney, and then I was like, oh no. I, I forgot about that Holy 100%. Shit. It was so really they, dark. Who are these other people? Are they other doctors? Are they factotums? Are they people he's paying? Because I'm trying to think, like, how much do you have to get paid or be threatened in order to do this to horrible do thing to his sister? Like, you know who she is. You know what? Like, how? Jesus Christ. Like, the, well, the other I, people. I'm like, holy shit. And I also just wonder, like, how much they may actually know. Like, they may actually be, you know, nurses or something like that who are just taking up this, like, side... Like, maybe they they work for some, like, side clinic or something like that, and all they've been told is that this woman needs to have her, like, reproductive parts removed or something like that. And, like, how much do they actually sort of know about what Mason is trying to do? And, like, that she doesn't actually need all of that stuff taken out, but, like, that's just what they've been told to do. Like, okay. Yeah, maybe. Like, I'm sure they're getting paid, but... But right, I mean, how much can you can you pay all of those people to do such a terrible yes. thing? So I mean, it makes me wonder if they only know like a sort of fraction of. I hope so. I don't know what I hope. It's I horrible. Know. Yeah. Jeez. Like that was like the most upsetting part of this entire show. Like again, so many yeah. fucking things have been happening. People have been murdered and eaten and ripped oh, apart terrible. and skinned, and yet this was like, oh no. So. Getting to towards the end, Alana is like flipping out. Yeah, she goes freaking to see out at Jack. Jack. And she's basically like, okay, like, do you, do you believe that Chilton is a Chesapeake Ripper? And he's like, well, there's a lot of evidence. Don't and she's like, fucking lie. Don't, what is wrong with you? She's like, no. Okay. 
listen, buddy, like, shit is wrong. I'm freaking out. And she's, like, starting to cry. And he's like, let me show you something. Follow me. Follow me. Because she's like, I don't think Hannibal is who I think he is anymore. Yeah. I don't think you know what the fuck he is. Right. Right over our heads, Jack. She's like, you don't... She's like, you better have another plan because otherwise you're in way over your head, bitch. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh my For God. Sure. For sure. And he's like, don't worry. And then it's Freddy, which is like, okay. He's okay. the one playing chess now. Right. Yes. Like, the, the whole time Jack. we've been like, yeah, Jack, we've been like, hand he's ten moves ahead. He's bing, bang, boom. He's planning these moves out, which yeah. he is in this show, too. He plants the seed and, like, he knows that Margo's going to get fucked or killed or something by Mason because he plants the seed in Mason's. Like, he does... Right. Which Will figures out later. Will says to, to Mason, he's like, you didn't think this is all Hannibal Lecter is doing. Right. But it's interesting that now Jack and their side is also making moves. He's like, okay. Well, and it helps clear up some of the questions that we had about, like, does Jack believe Will or not? Mm, yes. Like, what is occurring? Yep. What what seemed to have changed? Yep. And uh, clearly nothing has changed. He does believe Will. 100%. And it's... it's uh, a scheme. Yeah, it's a scheme. It's like a sting operation, basically, yeah. is what it is. He's like, okay, we can't catch him, but we need to make him... He's not an attachment to you, so you're going to have to lean into this. Right. right. We're going to make it look like Freddy's dead. You're going to do all the stuff and just basically right. get him to be... To open up to you. Yeah. Which yeah. is so smart. Yes. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Um, and surprising. I mean, again, we get we when Freddy appeared on screen, I was like, oh! Oh! oh. Shit! I'm sure when it first came out live, it was so amazing. I People know. People like, oh. <laughs> um, okay, so wait. Hospital with Will, Margo, Mar- and Hanny. Yeah, and then right. Will and Hanny are out for fucking revenge. They're both just like so pissed standing over her, and then Will like runs away. Yes. And so we, we assume he's going to go, or they're going to go, to fucking bust some skulls, basically. Yes, go to Mason. So then Mason's sitting there listening to like crazy ass, like, Moroccan yeah, music. Yeah, tribal like, music, yeah. something or other. Um, just yeah. watching the pigs with eat the something pigs. with the mirror, just like hanging out. Right. Um, and then, yeah, so Will attacks Carlo and then like sneaks up on Mason. Well, we didn't see him attack Carlo, did we? Yeah. Oh, I didn't notice so that. So Carlo's like walking out in the snow, like towards the house, and you just see Will come up behind him and like oh, basically tackle that. him. I miss that. Because then whenever the music cuts out, Mason thinks it's Carlo, yeah. and he goes, oh, Carlo, the pigs need a little bit longer with the music or something like that. And then Will Will appears, and they yeah. sort of tussle. Well, he punches him. It's Isaac Mason's like, you're, you're, you're like, Mason can't yeah. fight. Mason's a little bitch. You must be the baby daddy. Yeah. <sighs> and he, he's like, tastes his blood. He's like, like, finger licking good. He's like, oh, I'm bleeding. Gross. And then Will basically like pushes him over, and he's like, Hannibal's behind all of this, bitch. Like, you don't get it. Right. Like, he's behind everything. Yeah, he's like, the only thing that you, me, and Margot have in common is the same psychiatrist. And if you don't think that he didn't want me to come here, then he didn't want you to attack Margot for Marg- like for me to come here and for you. He's like, he planned all of this. You dumb, dumb, dummy. Yeah. And it basically rolls credits with, like, Mason being like, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's so just doing his voice is fun. Um, wow, and there's just so much more that happens with Mason. Yeah, so this, much more that happens with Mason. Uh, he's season. like, you gotta get Hannibal. Basically, he's like, I'm gonna try and sick Mason on Hannibal now. Like Mason's gonna die. Yeah. He deserves. It. He's horrible. But we're yeah. gonna try and sick him on Hannibal. Yeah, and see if we can get everyone dead <laughs> in the process. Maybe they'll kill each other. Um, wow. All right. So, how would you? How do you want to rate this episode? 
Um, I think that I'm going to give this episode, I'm just sort of scrolling back through my notes to make sure this seems like a reasonable grade. Um, you know, I'll give this episode a nine oh, out wow. of ten. Yeah, I was, I was about to say an eight, seven, five, but I feel like nine's pretty firm. Nine muskrat threes. Nice. Yeah. Um, you know, I think the the sort of twist with the like long game reveal between mm-hmm. Will and Jack is really interesting. Um, Freddie appearing, obviously, like really shocking and really fun. Um, you, I mean, the the Ortolan scene is a, is a ton tons of fun. Yeah, you get to see all of like mostly most of your main characters. You get this like interesting fatherhood like regret talk between will and and hannibal uh, which I, I thought was really cool um so i feel i feel confident with a nine it wasn't my top favorite episode in the world there was more mason than i really care to see yeah um in many ways but but yeah that's that's what i'm going with i'm running a bit lower than you i kind of okay it whole thing felt like a bridge, right? We got to a point which is good. Now we're set up for the end, kind of like what Konamono is, right? It's to, to signal the beginning of the end. Yeah. Okay, it it served its purpose. There were some scenes with the Ordalon, and the twist at the end was great. But there's so much of it that felt just like, okay, we're doing this to wrap, move this form. We're doing this to wrap this up. And I also agree. It kind of was like, there's a lot of Mason, and it's intense. And I was like, yeah. ugh, he's so horrible. That it's like... Everything was transitionary. There wasn't really much of a story in this one episode beyond, like, people kind of move forward a little bit. Yeah. Um, so I'm giving it seven and a half out of ten giant yeah. Wendigos. Wow. I was just like, uh, okay. Yeah. And yeah. move the plot forward. We're now at a better place. The next episode's going to be amazing. Yeah. I know this finale is amazing. So yeah. I'm excited for that. Yeah. But this one episode just felt like a big bridge. Yeah. That's a good point. We're just like, we got to story-wise, we got to move them to this point. Yeah, we're so. just moving along. Yeah. No, that's fair. That's fair. Okay. All right. Let's do it to it. Let's close this bad boy. Oh, no, we got to do bitch. Oh, we got to do bitch. Of course. Of course, of course, of course. We got to do add a I have a few. We got to have a few. All right. So I'm I'm just picking some some of my fave. I think we're going to try to do like three to four add a bitch quotes Mm -hmm. just for funsies. Unless one of us like says one that the other one has or something like that. Um, So... I'll start while you're um, thinking. Um, Sorry. So my first at a bitch is from the Ortolan scene uh-huh. where he says, I don't hide from God, bitch. Oh, nice. Yeah. I had I had bones and all, bitch. Bones yeah, and all. Yeah, that's a good one. Yes. Yes. Um, another one is, is courtesy of Mason. Have a chocolate, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking of that too. Um Beats Jesus up to by 48 hours, bitch. <laughs> Beat Jesus by 48 hours, bitch. <laughs> um, they're so funny. I'm sure, like, the the tech crew, like, always have a bunch yeah. of really fun. Um, all right, another one is courtesy of me, said, I have viable sperm, bitch. <laughs> Last one I have is, bitch, I don't pray. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one to end on. <laughs> All right. All right. We're getting so close to the end of this season. So excited. Please follow us on Twitter at 
ethicalbutcherspod. Ethicalbutchers.com is our website, and ethicalbutcherspodcast at gmail.com is our email. Send us a line. We love interacting with our listeners. We love you. We recorded, mixed, and edited all of this. Um, us being Jack and Melina, the butchers. Um, theme music is by Sean Hills, and our logo design is by Jonathan Larson. Uh, thanks so much, guys. Let us know if you have any questions and comments or anything like that, and we'll see you in a couple weeks. Laters. Bye-bye.